Listen, listen, I know we're all excited about the OU Texas win, and we should be. But, man, Josh Helmer, I just got to get something off my chest right off the top. I have never been more triggered by an explanation of somebody's AP vote than I am over that uh, person's report or that person's explanation out of Syracuse for the reason why they still had Texas ranked ahead of Oklahoma. Have you seen this? Good morning, Josh Helmer. How are you on this Monday? Good morning. Yes, uh, I've seen the explanation. Because I retweeted it last night, and then as soon as I retweeted like I retweeted it sight unseen, if that makes any sense. Like, literally, I, I think you're changing the TV in here, too. Did I? I think something weird is going on in here right <laughs> well, now. Uh, it, it doesn't matter. I had, um, I had gone sight unseen, and I was just, I can't believe this person went out and that is their, I think we're good now, that is their explanation for having Texas over Oklahoma? If you don't know what we're talking about, in all of the, because there always has to be this person in sports. There always has to be this person in sports. The... Yeah, they won the game, but sure, they took, but they, the other team did have 12 more yards than they did. This is not the day for that. This is not that fine tooth comb you really need to take through this game. It's very simple. Oklahoma, Josh, won the football game. And Both teams probably didn't play their absolute best. Both of them. But guess what? That's the sign of a great football team when you don't play your best and you still go out and get a dub. Emily Liker? Somebody, James, who has a great Twitter handle, by the way, at AverageJames underscore, tweeted, any logic behind ranking Texas Two spots ahead of Oklahoma. <laughs> not not like I put Oklahoma six and put them five. No, no, two spots. Here's what noted college football insider Emily Liker had to say. Appreciate you asking, which is as arrogant AF as you could possibly have to start it off. Appreciate you asking. Yeah, I'm going to go out, out on a limb and say average James wasn't the first person that asked you that. These teams have five other games on their resumes. From watching and looking back at stats, I don't feel like OU outplayed Texas to the point of leaping it in the rankings. Win by greater than three, and I likely would have. Which, by the way, Oklahoma won by four. But I mean, <laughs> Right, yeah, who's counting? Who's counting? Final drive was good. Apparently not Emily. Moved OU up to four and Texas down to three. What are we even doing right now? What are we even doing? Results don't matter, man. Emily believes Texas is better, and dang it, there you go. But, I mean, somebody somebody has to pick up the phone with the Associated Press and say, what are you doing? Like, you, you, you need to fix, correct that. Not, I'm not saying, if you want to keep Texas ranked ahead of Oklahoma, by all means do it. But, okay, let's, what stat are you looking at? 
Like, for instance, what stat jumps out to you? I just broke the countdown clock. What stat breaks down? <laughs> Sorry, Chick-fil-A. Sorry, Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, 12th at Alameda, 120th, 12th Avenue Northeast, 405-310-3189. I, I, I went back over it. Texas outgained Oklahoma, but, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't this, you know, 600 to 400. It was 527 to 486. I mean, what? What what number? Well, they turned the ball over. Well, yeah, they did, but don't you give credit to Oklahoma's defense for forcing those? Add the fourth down goal line stand in the Texas end zone. The fourth down goal line stand came in the Texas end zone on the Texas side of the field. Legendary. Legendary. Well, you know, I was looking back at some stats. What stat? Why do we continue to allow this type of thinking to dominate the way that we look at sports? The greatest thing about sports, Josh, and this is going to be wild, and I know it's breaking news to some of you, but the greatest thing about sports is they have this thing, and it's called a scoreboard. And at the end of the day, there's a winner and there's a loser. And it doesn't matter how you freaking played or what the stats say. There is a team that won and there is a team that lost the game. And on Saturday, one of those teams improved to 6-0 and and one of those teams fell to 5-1. and The 6-0 and team should be ranked significantly ahead of the 5-1 and team after beating them on Saturday. Don't care. Don't care what your perspective is about. I looked at stats. I don't think you did. I don't think you did. Because there is nothing in any of those stats, Josh, where I look at and go, Texas should have won the game. I mean, nothing. So I'm not going to allow this to affect my entire day. But it it's a bad look for all of us. It's a bad look for all of us, right? This isn't – if this was hot take, opinion-based – Stephen A. Smith, or Skip Bayless, whom you all say you never watch, but you always retreat, retweet his terrible tweets into my timeline. <laughs> if this was opinion-making TV, opinion-making radio, I'm fine with it. It's like, all right, whatever. Yeah, let, let I'm just saying, I don't know what, what Pat's, but let Pat Mack, if he said he might still think Texas is better, whatever. That's fine. This is the Associated Press. This is the AP. This is supposed to be the last bastion of true journalism, right? Where they really take take umbrage with making sure they get things right. And number one, you get this reporter kicking the S out of her logic and getting facts wrong in it. Done with it, Josh. Just had to bring it up off the top. I'm I'm I don't get it. That's an actual factual error. That's a mistake. Oh, it's only one point. Well, by her logic, if they would have beat them by more than three, which they did, they would have moved up. Has she had any other tweets since then? No, and magically that tweet has uh, gone missing. Are you no? But look in the replies. Look in the replies and see if it's still there. Because I think it was just a reply to somebody. Yeah. See. Okay. I don't think you're off the hook on this front, Emily. Yeah. Boy, that is quite the ratio. Even though I don't think we really do ratio things anymore, that is quite the ratio. Oh, man. 721 comments, 320 uh, tweets. Countless uh, probably or... quote tweets in there, too. And then a whole 22 likes. 22 Texas fans got home. Well, 21 Texas fans and maybe 
maybe one AP reporter that's like, you go, girl. A couple of Big 12 fans in there. Man, what a day on Saturday, right? Welcome into the Plank Show. It's 9-11 on a Monday morning. Obviously, we're in studio today. Uh, it's a bye week for the Sooners, so that means we're only going to hear from Brent Venables once this week, and it's going to be tonight at 6 o'clock after practice. So we'll be able to bring that to you tomorrow. Um, where do you even huh, – where do you want to start? I've already started. <laughs> I see. I felt the same way. It was it, – it, Chris Wilkerson, one of my favorite dudes on the planet. I reply to this person on Twitter. Oh, you won by more than three. Check. Oh, you rushed for more yards than Texas. Check. Oh, you had more first downs. Check. Oh, you had less penalties. Check. Oh, you won the turnover battle. Check. Three to none. Oh, you had more sacks. Check. Like when she when she says looking back at the box scores and the stats, that's where I'm like my mind just went total yards. I mean that that's that's it. That's all she's saying. Total yards. Sean writes, it's obviously Emily didn't watch the game by her reply. She glanced at a box score. Um, and the Alabama game, right? It's, uh, hey, my mind's hey, made up because they wanted Alabama. Here, here's a great point by stats. Don't forget, Texas got about 35 yards on that last desperation drive. Yeah, two, uh, two quick passes that put him in pr- actually pretty decent position for a Hail Mary. And I'm not going to lie, dude. Well, that Hail Mary went up in the air, and I only saw one Sooner defender over there with Xavier Worthy standing in the end zone, and my whole my stomach just dropped. I was like, oh, my Don't God. let it. Don't let it be. But then I saw there were three other dudes that were waiting to time and jump up there and knock it down. So that was, that was a little bit nerve-wracking. But that's a great point, Stats. That's a great point. I just I, – I, 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 and then Travis, you know how I know she didn't look at the stats – she didn't think we won by more than three. <laughs> right. I mean, is there – I would love to talk to a Ralph Russo or an AP voter. Is there some crazy deadline that they have to hit? And was she working a game that was so late she just did a little copy and pasting? Because, I mean, that is an infinitely better explanation than, well, you know, I looked through everything and I went through some past box scores. No. No. That's not how this works. Josh, can we make the AP thing an audiogram and put it out on Twitter today so maybe someone with the Associated Press can take some accountability for this? We may, yeah. Y- y'all want to – Let's do it. We all, we all hear about how, well, sports media has become nothing but hot takes and this and that. And, uh, well, great. Well, we have the AP that's supposed to be there to make sure that all is right and sanctimonious and, and, and great. With, no, no, we don't. Pretty soon this will say former AP voter. I don't know how you could keep your vote. I don't know. And some might say, man, that seems kind of petty. Well, it's obvious she's not keeping track of facts. Um, where do you even wanna where do you even want to go with this from Saturday, Josh? I made a I made a warning on Thursday and Friday's show, and I know you weren't with us on Thursday, and I think we did it again on Friday. I threw it out there. Be ready. Because once it happens, when Oklahoma beats Texas, everything changes, right? Everything changes, dude. This goes from being a team that is building towards its potential defensive domination in year three. And they're getting the pieces in place 
for the move to the SEC. This goes from being another step in the building block to where Team 129 is setting the table for Jackson Arnold and Team 130 to wreak havoc on the SEC. It quickly becomes, we're in this. We're in this. And I think the greatest example of that is in the polls how Oklahoma took a ginormous leap. You know, I'll give a lot of credit where credit is due. Brett McMurphy, best known on these fronts as Christy McMurphy's brother. That's diehard Sooner softball fan Christy McMurphy's brother. Brett McMurphy had kept Oklahoma ranked really, really low. In fact, I don't don't even know if he had him ranked in like the top 20. And he had always said, listen, I got to see something more. And whenever he did, when he did, they put him up to number two. I mean, that's that's you you waited. A lot of people have waited. They're like, I need to see something more against a better opponent. And when they did, it's like, let me take a little closer look at this. That's a pretty impressive win there. That's a pretty impressive win there. The AP shot him up to seven. It was a five slot improvement ahead of undefeated teams like Oregon and USC, ahead of a one loss team like Alabama. I think the AP. I think the AP had him even higher than it did in the coaches' poll last night. Uh, the AP had him all the way up to five. So, uh, despite someone still ranking Texas ahead of them. And, oh, by the way, I mean, they, Florida State and Ohio State each got first-place votes, but they're right on the cusp of getting a first-place vote, too, I think. I guess you all were... Pretty impressed by that 37-17 win by Ohio State over Maryland to give them that first place vote. Maybe so. Like I said, I wouldn't be able to sit there and tell you anything from that game because I was immersed in OU Texas. So let's get into the fallout. Let's get into your reaction. 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. But Josh hasn't. I mean, you did. Did you do a little bit of the postgame show? Or no? Yeah, I got to hang out with Steely for a little bit. Well, I was there for the entirety of the postgame oh, show. Oh, okay. But I, I got to... Kick it back and forth with Steelman for, you know, basically an hour. Well, let's get after it next. Let's get your thoughts on it. I feel like I've, even though I feel like I've just started talking about this game, I feel like there's still so much to get into. And we'll do it next right here on The Ref. So throughout, throughout the game on Saturday, uh, Shep and I think a couple of other people were, were keeping tabs on some of the just the weird things that happened throughout the game, right? Just those those weird moments that always seem to kind of typify an OU Texas game. Ooh, by the way, I did have a moment with Pete Thamel this weekend. I did have a moment with Pete Thamel. He was he was going right before halftime. He was going one way. I was going the other. And I was like, hey, hey, Pete, what's going on? He goes, hey, Chris, gave me a little fist bump. That was it. Didn't get blocked. Didn't get blocked on Twitter. But I think that was kind of his little way of taking an L. It happens. Thank you, Danny Stutzman, for playing well on Saturday. Anyway, here's that list. Here's that laundry list of things, thanks to my man, Andrew Shepard. This was just <laughs> this was just in the span of the first half and the first quarter for some of these. Second play of the game, Gentry Williams has a pick. Texas runs a fake punt after essentially going, what, three and out on his first drive. 
Savion Red, direct snap, and a pass to, to Helm, which led to Key Lawrence stripping him, and a fumble was called on the play that was reviewed and overturned, which to me was still a really bad overturn. Yeah, it was uh, It was so close. So close, and right? Look, it might be the crimson-colored glasses on, but to me the football was moving as you, you came to the ground. So whether or not you – for a, and this goes back to the one of the reasons I hate review. Go ahead. Is like it's so clear he's fumbling that football, and yet there is one still frame where oh he's reestablished firm control of the football and look the knees down. But the next frame of the video would be oh the ball's moving again. So it's like in basketball. I always go back to that uh, Texas Tech Virginia National Championship game. Oh, the basketball is off the the player that deflected it out. Well, yeah, but uh, you know it's also off the offensive player there too. But if right. you freeze frame it and look frame by frame in slow motion, look right here, look right here. His fingernail moved, so that ball went off him. But I, boy, they really, really gave Helms a lot of credit for reestablishing possession I just don't pass. you know and maybe they got it right maybe based on that view but uh to me it had call stands written all over it and instead they overturned it that see and that's that's where at some point replay has changed and I don't know when it was and I, I'll never forget Josie by the way happy belated birthday to joke his What a birthday gift. What a birthday. It was one of the coolest moments whenever I saw him. And literally, I saw Joe C. Jr. I saw him for a moment down on the sidelines. And then I saw Joe C. right after it. I mean, it was like two of my favorite people, boom, boom, right there in a heartbeat. Um, but Joe C. one time had said to me, we were watching a replay. And it was right when replay had been truly instituted. So we're going back like maybe – is that like seven, eight years ago in college football when it really became, you know, every just about every play can be reviewed? He goes, it's got to be indisputable evidence. It's got to be indisputable to overturn the call on the field. It has to be without a doubt. And somewhere along the way, we've we, we've skewed away from that, right? Somewhere along the way, it hasn't. It's no longer indisputable evidence. It's that's close enough. Yeah, that that yeah, that's close enough. But you had the you had that replay with the fumble. Uh, Kendall Dolby then had the interception in the red zone when Billy Bowen made that hit on Sanders had pop popped the ball in the air. Texas had a blocked punt for a touchdown. You had an incredible kick return that was wiped out on a lateral. That was a forward lateral, which was again something I didn't even know they could review. I know it was the beginning of the game was like review every play. The bad snap from Andrew Rain. When Dylan Gabriel went, picked it up, and somehow threw it away. That could have been devastating early in that game. And what uh, – well, and then you got the free first down out of it. Texas, yeah, the Texas running into the pinner. Uh, punter. Pinner. That was uh, that was an incredible play by Dylan Gabriel. To not panic there and just get that thing out of bounds and keep it uh, fourth and three. Yeah, and then you, you had the starting center for Texas who went out with a knee injury mm-hmm. in that first quarter too. I mean, it's just – that was in the first half – alone the first five minutes of that game was like oh my gosh I've got some work to do um because coach Venables talks a lot about the middle eight the last four minutes of the first half and the first four minutes of the second half 
I I really think, just off the top of my head, that's been a time in football games where Oklahoma has just gone out and really set a tone. Now, maybe not – for some reason, the SMU game maybe doesn't feel that way. But against Texas, they did. I just I, – I feel like it's really – I think it's been a big thing, a big focus, and I think it's been something that Oklahoma has really improved on and how they come out of the locker room to start the game and how they come out of the locker room at halftime. What are you, what are you looking up? Oh, I was just trying to – Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreit, right, were on the call. Yes, yeah. They said something in the first five minutes, Plank, that uh, was great, right? Like when all these tectonic plates were shifting right. and all these wild things were happening, Kirk Herbstreit said something, oh, this is vintage OU Texas right here. And uh, Fowler, I agreed with Fowler. He said, he said, man, I've seen a lot of OU Texas games. This is pretty weird right now. <laughs> or like I've never seen something like this. And I had brought up Thamel because he had he had said something that always happens that is bananas happens and he said it like twelve times bananas bananas and it was bananas man it was it was wild dude it was absolutely insane and then I just I always had this sense that this was going to end with the team that had the football last winning the game which. It scared me when when Texas completed its second pass and <laughs> put themselves at like the forty four yard line. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" But it almost makes you wonder too. Would they have? Well, I guess Justin T- Tucker isn't their kicker, but I wondered if they would have. If it was only three, if they would well, like if the AP voter was right, and if it was three points, I wonder if maybe they would have tried a super super long field goal from there. I don't know, but it wasn't. It wasn't. The missed field goal by Zach Schmidt, I got I've got to go back and watch that because I, I don't know what happened there. It was in the was that in the fourth quarter? Oklahoma was yeah, it was in the fourth quarter because Oklahoma was heading towards the south end zone and or the the sooner end zone. And it just it went up and died. Like I Yeah, he didn't have the leg on it. It, it, it was it, wide right and it was short. It, Okay, so it see I, yeah. it was. I mean, if it had the distance, it wasn't going to be good. It, uh, I don't know. They, they got some issues in the special teams department right now. Yeah, the, the um, the punting needs some work. Well, that's the Teddy said it over and over and over, and he was so right. He was so right. Oklahoma in the first half was only getting beat in special teams. They were dominating the game defensively, and, you know, within reason, they were doing about what they wanted offensively. Texas is a good defensive football team, but they were getting beat in special teams. Shep said he felt like the Zach Schmidt mishit it. Mishit it. Yeah, I didn't get to see. They didn't show a bunch of replays. They were. He just duffed it? Yeah, I guess so. You ever have one of those shots from about 25 yards out and you look at it with your sandwich and you're like, I'm going to put this thing so tight. One of those shots. What you, I'm consistently delivering those yeah, it's types like, of shots. Thing, and you chunk it and the divot goes farther than the ball. Nailing or, the 45-yard field goal would be the anomaly. Right. But, yeah, there's some – for all of the good that seems to happen, that has seemed to happen this year for Oklahoma and special teams, it's kind of wild to look back at that game and realize just how – 
just how problematic it truly was. I mean, that it almost cost him the game. Sure it did. Almost cost him the game. Yeah, I mean, you gave up 10 points right there. Oklahoma came right out of the locker room in the second half, had a unbelievable drive. Ewers had the fumble on the hit from Peyton Bowen. Yeah, the four yard the four down stop at the one yard line. In the process of this, Oklahoma lost its best receiver and one of its more consistent offensive linemen. Marcus Major had a harness put on his left shoulder, and then came back in the game. I still don't know what happened to Gentry Williams, but you know, he missed probably the last two series. Billy Bowman missed a lot of that last series, but came in in time to Help bat down the Hail Mary pass. What a game. I mean, it's it's kind of funny. I'm sitting here on this Monday. And and I I'm just gonna warn you, dude. It's this is going to be if you're anti OU, this is gonna be obnoxious today, but I don't care. Oh, so- it's, it's gonna be obnoxious for a couple of weeks. Sorry, not sorry. Bro, I floated home. I mean, I absolutely <laughs> I told I told my buddy Trevor Anderson this last night and I think I think Jay and, and Adam heard me, but I, it's it's not. I didn't listen to a game. I think that there was music on. I did a call into Mad Dog that I really don't remember what I said. Unimportant, unimportant. I so there's this area that I wasn't. I mean, like I said, it was just I was on cloud nine. There's an area. <laughs> We're 35 north. There, there's like, it can go a different way or you can go straight. And I went that other way and it was like, a, I had to go on the turnpike for a little bit, but I was like, I didn't care. It added five minutes to my drive. Don't care. I'm good. I'm good. I stopped at Love's and the first person I saw was a Sooner fan. And I was like, bro, huh? How about that? What do you think? I'm never that guy. I am never, I'm usually like, let's get the gas in the car. Let's get a drink. Let's get out of here. Let's go. But it was different. It was just different. Guys, that was like the – there's a long way to go, okay? You're 6-0. and We're halfway home in 2023, but there's a longer way to go. They need to get deeper in the trenches. They need to get deeper at corner, you know, mm-hmm. with all of the competitive depth. Run game, so, continue to figure it out. Run game is still a work in progress. But – but and, and I was thinking about it a lot whenever I woke up Sunday morning at 10.30 in the morning, Josh. 10.30 in the morning. I went to bed. I fell. I crashed during that USC game. I don't even remember going to sleep. I just remember falling. Asleep. I remember waking up, and being like, "Did USC lose? What happened?" Rewind. Ah, oh, man, how soft is that of Jet Fish to not go for two? All right, went back to bed. Woke up at ten thirty, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, "How awesome was that?" But it was more than just for me one game, and I'll explain next, and I'll see if you guys are on board. But when we come back, I enough of me. Enough of me. How about you? Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, the Riverwind Casino jackpot line is wide open for you this morning at 405-329-9000. That's 405-329-9000 if you want to jump in. It's Josh. I'm Plank. It's all day Oklahoma Sooner football right here on The Ref. As uh, Matthew from Muskogee, scrolling through our texts. Bye week is the perfect time to get healthy and get things corrected. You know what? I I, uh, I agree with you, Matthew. But I'm making all these notes. There's something I've seen in Brent Venables that I've that I've seen over the last few years with Coach Gasso. 
that we've talked about on this show that I want to touch at 10 a.m. Okay. That's uh, and then why why that seems so special coming up after we read some of these text messages. In the uh, vein of I came home on cloud nine, th- that was sort of my situation too. Like initially we had this nice little date night planned, and it was, hey, we're going to cook pizzas mm-hmm. and do this and that. And I said, no, nah, we're, we're going out. We're going out. We're going yeah. out. And it was like, it was like, well, should we get an appetizer? I said, we're getting an appetizer. Should we do this? Should we get dessert? I said, we're getting dessert. We're eating like kings tonight, baby. <laughs> I was, I was in, in a love. I was in the loves in Ardmore. And there was, uh, there was a lady that was checking out. And I think I yelled. I had my – because my shirt – listen, man, after a game, I can get a little musty. So I changed my shirt, but I had my tuck Fexis shirt on. Oh, yes. From Therapy to Go. So I had that shirt on, (laughs) and there was a lady in front of me, and I go, I got her food. I got her food. And she's like, okay. I'm like, I got you. I'm like, anyone else? But there was, like, no one else around me. I'm like, I got her. (laughs) But it was just – I was just floating. Feeling good, baby. Feeling good. A lot of you have, like – 10,000 different explanations on that punt, which are kick that I find fantastic. There is there is one here that says, uh, when knocked it down, faded to the right. Sitting right behind it looked good from the start. Not blaming the kicker. Uh, then there was uh, – there was, and Shep felt the same way. Then there was someone that said, hit it low. He'd been banging it in from there the whole game long. The wind never really shifted. It was a weird feel because – you couldn't really tell anything down on the field. Every so often you get a breeze, but it did get hot down there. So, I again, oh, here you go. He hit low on the ball. It's from the 405. He was drilling them in pregame, so unless the wind changed, yeah, I don't. I Well, he just – It was weird. It was Had a, a weird bad moment. kick. Hit, hit a bad kick. And then Justin, before we get to the phones here, Justin in Coweta. I was on the edge the whole time and loved every second of it. I can't remember a time since Coach V left years ago – that I actually felt like we had a chance on a goal line stand, not to mention four in a row. This is taking me back to the early 2000s when I was on campus. Now my daughter is a freshman there and living out everything I told her about. Her first Red River rivalry was this one. Thank you, Coach Venables and all the coaches for changing our identity back to what OU football is known for. uh, That's pretty cool, dude. That goal line stand was just incredible. Have you heard Teddy there in the goal line stand? No, and I can't wait to hear it. I, I'm not lying, and you guys know I'm a homer for Ted, and Ted never listens to our show. I, you gotta listen to it. It's so good. Well, because I can imagine the whole thing is like it's like a build up moment. It's like make him snap it again. There you go. Good. Make him snap it again. Make him snap. And just the whole time, what he's saying, <laughs> it's like when when he gets to the make him snap it again after second down, you're like. Dude, they're gonna do this. <laughs> are they about to? Are they about are to have they a goal about, line stand? Are they about? You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull it up and play it just so you can hear Ted. Apologies. I'll, I'll ask for forgiveness later. But it is one of the coolest sequences ever in hearing Teddy Lehman in his element watching it. Yeah. If uh, it's awesome. If the rest of this season goes the way that it could, and and you know going forward with Venables. That's the moment. Yeah. That that is the moment where you knew and maybe you could you could point and say, nah, it was as soon as Vittables got off that plane, right? At Max Westheimer yeah. Airport. But I got you. Like in terms of inside of a football game, 
that is the cultural shifting moment right mm. there on display. Goal line stand, we're going to go get it for you. This defense isn't backing down. We don't care that it's Texas. Try again, try again, and fail and fail and fail again, Shorthorns. All right, uh, more text coming up. Let's get to the Riverwind Casino jackpot line. Aaron, Aaron, welcome to the show. What's going on? Oh, man, what shall we talk about today? <laughs> what shall we talk about? Uh, let's talk about let's talk about the OSU Kansas now. Forget it. You know what a what, what a great what an awesome game! But I love the excuses that Texas fans have. Well, you guys picked off a pass and you scored a touchdown on the interception. You know, we gave up a touchdown on a punt. You know, I mean. God, just you, know, you got beat, all right, Texas? You got beat. But uh, for the first time in years, I think our defense can win games. And uh, that is a different identity to have to have faith in your defense because, uh, man, Brent, Brent Venables has brought the swagger back. But, uh, man, what, what a game. What and a game. I was going crazy. I was going crazy on that goal line stand, man. That was awesome. But, uh, you know, uh, did you all – you know, I was talking about – you know, I listened to what you were saying about that AP right, uh, voter. Mm-hmm. Voting Texas ahead of OU because they had more yards. Well, by that same mentality then, did they vote Colorado and Arizona ahead of USC? Because <laughs> both of those teams outgained, outperformed, out everything on offense than USC. Uh, I mean – the quarterback for Arizona had more yards than Caleb Williams. So does that mean he wins the Heisman? Oh, this is a good question. I mean, that is that is the only and, – and in every offensive category, you go back and look at the stat line of that Arizona game, every single offensive category, rushing, passing, first downs, time of possession, third down conversions, they beat USC – but they also had that one interception that was returned almost for a touchdown, and that's where Arizona lost the game. You know, so that mentality that oh Texas had more yards, so I'm going to vote them ahead of Oklahoma. That's a, they should they should have their vote taken away from I, them. I think you nailed it Thanks, earlier. Aaron. Appreciate your call, bud. I think you nailed it earlier. I think it was an honest mistake that she just won't own up to having yeah. made. Hey, you know what? We're in we're incredibly forgiving whenever you look at something and take your feelers out of it and let facts step in. If you look at it like, oh, that's a bad call. I mean, I've it's my life. It's what you do. You don't send now I'm willing to bet every dollar I have that this becomes some sort of like male versus female battle. I'm willing to bet every dollar I have that there's yeah, going to be disappointing. There is going to be some sort of just try to make us all feel bad for spitting facts, right? I guarantee that. But in real, in, in the real world, if you step back and you're like, I missed that one. I missed that one. You're right. You're right. I, 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 was, I was in a hurry. I was trying to get my vote in. I was working on another story. I, I, I thought maybe the, the three turnovers were more about mistakes Texas made, not things in Oklahoma forest. I saw the total yard. My bad. I screwed that up. Or – just own up and say this. The Texas win over Alabama, I'm giving more credence more credit, to that yeah. than I am Oklahoma's win over Texas. I still think they're better. Which, you know, time's going to tell on all of that. Sure. I, I tend to come from the camp that results on the field have to matter. 
Agreed. When I'm putting a ballot together, I can't in my right mind say, oh, I just watched Ohio State beat Michigan. But I think Michigan's better, Dude, so I'm going to rank them in front. I like I can't wrap my brain around that logic. I just saw him beat them. No, she doesn't ride for the Austin American Statesman Shark. Jimmy is in Duncan. You get the last word this segment. Jimmy, what's going on, bud? How's it going, Chris? Big fan. Hey, appreciate that, Jimmy. How are you in Duncan today? We're doing good. Always good when you wake up on a Monday after a Texas win. So I'm going to change directions on you real quick. Uh-oh. Um, I just a couple of questions, and then I'll let you answer those, and I'll jump into the comment real quick. The first one is: is was the Big Twelve commissioner there? I've heard yes, heard okay. no. Second off, was Sankey there from the the SEC commissioner? Was he in attendance? Okay, Sankey was. Brett Yormark was not. Yeah, no and yes. I saw I saw Greg Sankey there. We were gonna talk to Greg Sankey. But the moment that he walked by us, Jimmy, was when we were talking to Coach Stoops. And in my world, Coach Stoops is number one on the depth chart over anyone else. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but I just got to, I got to thinking, you know, for thank you to show up. How, how about that? How about that game? How about that environment? How about that for his first ever OU Texas game, knowing that's coming to his conference? Oh, he's got to be on cloud nine. Right, Jimmy? And, 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 not as, and thanks for the call, buddy. Um, not as if he already wasn't with what Oklahoma and Texas are going to bring, but when you're in it, right, it's one of those, all the people that are, well, you got to get it out of the Cotton Bowl and move to Jerry World oh, and now get he's it like, campus on campus. We right? can't do that. It's like not doing that. But there is an interesting, and, and I don't, the side of the game is so special. Yeah. I want to make today about the game but, Josh, we do need to talk about what's going on at the Cotton Bowl because there, there is some stuff that's going on that we need to be keeping our eye on. They've got, uh, I think it's like ridiculous, like a triple, I, I want to say like $140 million renovation that's going to be taking place. Which is long overdue. That's supposed to start like now. They probably uh, need more than that. The contract comes up in 2025. Yeah, which is soon. So I, I do think there's a conversation that needs to be had. But for, for me, I think today's about Saturday. Sure. Which we'll continue to dive into with your text next right here on The Ref. Sam in Tulsa writes, whenever you guys discuss huge plays that haven't been talked about, please mention that Canic play, the tackle to set up the goal line stand. Oh, yeah. And, I mean – there's so many moments. I sat down because my kids, my daughter didn't get to watch the game, and my nine-year-old loves to watch football condensed. <laughs> if, I can, if I can get everything in about eight minutes, I've got a really good chance of having her sit still. And when we sat down and watched it, you know, it's just it's not every single play. I'm sure by about the second half I'll be done with Monday Night Football tonight. So, in that way, I'll be able to go back through with the fine-tooth comb for his second time. Kanick had a... Uh, he had a day, didn't he? A terrific day. Yeah, I mean, obviously the, what, 13 tackles I think he wound up with, but even um, not the play that was mentioned right there, but mm -hmm. how about the spy to set up the, the field goal early? I mean, you know, able to get uh, Ewers down on that play. I mean, he just uh, was flying around making play after play after play. Yeah, they... Um... I did, wasn't it coming from behind to get Jordan Whittington 
that was he had chased him down, right? Because it looked like Whittington was going to get in the end zone, mm-hmm. and Mechanic chased him down. Hand off Jonathan Brooks, no gain. Hand off Jonathan Brooks, no gain. Hand off Jonathan Brooks, loss of one. <laughs> Screen pass, Xavier Worthy. Lit up. Close. Another one of those close plays. No cigar. But do you notice they did say confirmed on the field. Ruling on the field confirmed. Yeah, that's Big not game. a play stands. That's not a play stands. That is a clear confirmed. And, clear and concise, baby. Dodger Blaine writes, guys, I'm starting to smell the 2000 season all over again. I hope so. I mean, that'd be pretty cool. But this team still has a long way to go. And I think that, you know, from the handful of, we need to have open competitions for kickers and punters. I don't think that's going to happen. But you hope someone steps up. Yeah, they got to get better there. From uh, John in the NYC, biggest problem with the AP voters that OU has without a doubt the best win in the country. On top of that, what's the second best win? Notre Dame lost to Louisville, so it can't be Ohio State's win. It has to be Texas's win over Alabama, which means OU has the best win and a win over the team with the second best win. And a lot of different versions like this one from the 918. Plank and Josh, it's 959, and Texas still sucks. <laughs> Something that caught my eye next on the ref.